Hello everyone, friends, colleagues, acquaintances, and George Bush's Weed Whacker. Welcome to the seventh ever episode of the Communal Conversation. I'm Mr. Feldman, here with my guest, Chaya Stebbin. More on Chaya in a minute. First, our sponsor mentioned. This week's episode of the Communal Conversation is brought to you by our amazing sponsors over at EV Direct. EV Direct is the home of the Evolute, a smart multi-user electric vehicle charging system for condominiums. Go electric or go dig for oil. This week's episode is also sponsored by Custom by Shara. More on that during the mid-break. Kaya, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. This is great. So this is definitely a, a different type of episode for me because this is actually the first formal conversation you and I have ever had. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I've known of you yeah. and I believe my sister has been friends with you. I yeah. Think, yeah. Through, through high school a little. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So we've known of each other. It yeah. just hasn't been like a formal Yeah, dialogue. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We have some mutual friends. I know your mom. Yeah. yeah so. Right. Exactly. <laughs> she's actually really upset she couldn't. Uh, she's at an appointment right now. She's actually really upset uh, she couldn't see. Okay. But uh, she's that's high. Um, and I'm sure she's listening now. Uh, so yeah, but um, I uh, I reached out to you uh, to ask you to be a guest on the show because I find what you do really, really cool and interesting. Thank you. So at this point, it's going to be uh, who you are, where you're from, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, my name is Chaya Stebbin. I go by Moosey Stebbin. Uh, my friends and my family call me that. Um, and my business is called Moosey's Boxing and Fitness. So I guess that you, that's what you can address me as if you'd like. So um, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a boxer. I teach boxing. Um, I'm a student. Um, and uh, a big part of what I do is I teach I teach women uh, boxing and confidence and um, yeah. Self-defense, <laughs> right? That's so, a- so, Kind of. Okay. I, I have a background in self-defense, a, a, a small background, but um, I guess I'll have to just explain like how yeah, I got yeah, to sure. all of this to, yeah. so you can understand it. So um, when I was in uh, school, I was thir- 13 years old, so but right before high school, my school brought in a woman who ha- had IDF experience and was a martial artist, and they brought her in to teach us some self-defense. And I loved it. I fell in love with it right away. Uh, it just gave me this confidence that like nothing else gave me. Interesting. Um, and I I really felt like I could defend myself in in a case where I had to. And I loved teaching other people what I was learning. Right. Um. So I, I did that for two years while I was in school. I was in school in Boston at the time. Um. And then yeah, it, it was really fun, really great. But then um the school ran out of funding. So I had to come back here to Toronto. Um, and I, at that point, after two years of kind of doing this like self-defense martial arts, Krav Maga style. Obviously you didn't want to give it up. I didn't want to give it up. And I, I just, I fell in love with the sport of MMA, of mixed martial arts. I found out who Ronda Rousey was at at the time that year. She was, she had blown up. She had won the fight against, um, I mean, who was it? I remember there being a big fight. There, Can't there the was many big fights with her, yeah. but she, you know, she kept winning all these fights um, with arm bars and very short fights and stuff. And and so I, I found out who she was. I fell in love with her. She became my hero. <laughs> and so when I came home back to Toronto, I, I went to my parents. I was like, parents, I want to train mixed martial arts. So <laughs> modest proposal. Yeah, yeah, right. So you know, surprisingly, they were very supportive about it. My dad was very supportive as well, which a lot of people ask was my dad's for. Yes, he was. Um, we just we just googled, just did a quick Google search of a you know a gym nearby, and they signed me up. 
And um, I trained, at that point, I was training five different styles of martial arts. So I was wow. training uh, Muay Thai, kickboxing. Just curious, how old were you at that point? So at that point, I was 15. Oh, okay, yeah. starting early, wow. That's so awesome. yeah, so I was, I was 15 um, when I started training, like, seriously at a proper, you know, um, gym, right. martial arts gym. So... Um, I trained a little bit of jiu-jitsu, Sistema, Russian Sistema. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's I have pretty not. wild. Um, <laughs> uh, used by like the KGB, just very interesting style nice. of martial arts. Um, I was doing Krav Maga, boxing, and um, what was the other one I was doing? Could I name the five of them? Jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai. Uh, Russian one, Russian boxing. Sistema, boxing. There was one other one I was I don't remember what it was. That's a pretty full portfolio regardless. But it's so. a lot. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe a little bit of judo. I don't know. Ah. So I trained all of those for about a year and a half, two years. But I wanted to compete. And the gym only had a competitive boxing team. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to stick with the boxing team and see what I can do. Because I, I want to focus on one thing and I, yeah. I want to compete. That's what I want to do. So I trained and trained and... The problem was that I, I I grew up in a religious, very religious Orthodox home. And all the, the fights here in Toronto are on Saturdays, all the, uh. or Friday night, Saturdays, all the, the tournaments. And so it was very like, you know, hard for me. It was frustrating because um, I, you know, um, I was religious at the time and I really wanted to fight so I, and I couldn't get fights and stuff. So um, I trained, I trained for, 2015 to 2017 at that that gym um, without fighting um, but I got a lot a lot of you know a lot of training yeah and but, then, but I'm sure in your head the whole time you were like oh, come on can I actually do this yeah thing? there right? was because it was interesting because between that time between the age of like 15 and 17 I actually became not non-religious right. so I, I had left the the religious fold. the fold you know <laughs> and at that point I was very frustrated because my parents were supporting my training. They were paying for my training and they weren't liking that my coach was kind of pressuring me. You know, there's a fight on this Saturday if you want to go. Right. And they really didn't like that because they're like, well, this coach is a bad influence. So, <laughs> so they took me out. They, they, they took really? me out. Yeah, they took me out and um, I took a, a few months break and I decided, you know what, I, I want to do this. I want to do this for myself. It's something yeah. I've been working for And by that a point, you're almost 18, time. right? So by that point, I'm 17, I'm almost 18. Uh, you know, I, I want to I do it. So you make your own decisions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I went, I joined another gym. I joined a hardcore boxing gym, one of the most notorious uh, boxing gyms in the city. And um, I have a question quickly about boxing, just so I know. Do these do these gyms usually cater to both male and female, or are they gender segregated? No, they're they're never gender segregated. Right. Um, there's obviously going to always be more males than females in a sport. Oh, like I didn't boxing. think of that. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, right. it is a very male dominated sport. Right. Um, but, so, but the gyms will cater to both. It's not like there's a yeah, specific female one, a specific male. The one. gyms will cater to both. Right. Um, I can tell you that. For a lot of my training and a lot of the classes, I was the only girl. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but I but I will say that over time, like I've ha I have gotten the privilege to train with like some really cool girls. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, that's that's really my favorite thing is to be able to train with with fellow girls because I, I you know it's just 
it's better. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, it yeah. flows better. I mean, that was just that was just a quick question out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. So so I joined a new gym, and I figured, well, I'm gonna be paying for my gym membership, so I need to get a job. So uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, huh, what do I what do I want to do? I didn't really want to do anything except for teach boxing. <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh-huh. well, I can box, and I like to teach. And originally, my the the reason that I got into this is because I had such an amazing Krav Maga teacher when right. I was in school, and she inspired me so much. And I really was thinking, like, well, I want to be like her when I grow up. Yeah. I want to be able to empower other girls and other women. So those good teachers, you always you always hope that kids, younger than you, get them because one one good teacher can change your entire change life. Change your entire life. Yeah. I mean, that her name was uh, Sensei Miriam. She changed Sensei my life. Sensei Miriam. She put That's she awesome. put me on this track that i'm on now and yeah um you know if she hadn't come in and taught us those you know just right. very basic who knows what it could have been who knows where it could have been you know <laughs> you could have been doing a real boring job exactly <laughs> and i don't want to do a nine to five i can't sit for you know yeah. all day i could barely take an hour of this like. right <laughs> yeah so yeah so i figured you know what i'm gonna teach i'm gonna teach women how to box that's awesome at that point i was 18 i hadn't graduated high school because by, when I had come back from Boston, my parents, being religious and all, they didn't want to put me into a public school. So they, or observant, as my dad would say, they're observant. observant. So they nice. didn't want to put me into a public school, and all of the religious girls' schools wouldn't take me because I just was different. Also, you know? they're not the highest caliber around here. Yeah. So it's probably better you didn't. <laughs> no, I definitely was. Yeah. So what my parents did was they put me into one of those independent learning type schools where. Oh. Yeah, well, you, you get your credits. Um, it's all at you know at your own speed. You show up to school. You right. do your work. Right. Okay. Um, you give it to your teacher. It's you know it's very like kind of one on one. That changes the whole dynamic of high school though. It's not like totally. a bustling social environment. I, so yeah. I I didn't get like a high school experience. Right. I didn't get a prom. I didn't get any right. of that. The high school like. Well, you wouldn't have gotten a prom at the school stuff. anyway. But you yeah, know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I'm 18, I haven't graduated high school, I start my business. And so I find my first few clients, I didn't even have like pads for, because in <laughs> boxing you need to, you know, you right. gotta Punch put the pads, right? Yeah. Um, so I just used a pair, pair of gloves, extra gloves that I had, and I was training women until I can afford you know, a pair of glo- a pair of pads. You know, it's a hard grind, yeah. Uh, and um, you know, I wasn't showing up to school because I was showing up to clients' houses all day <laughs> and <laughs> and growing a business. Right. Um, so yeah, so I did graduate late, but I and I was very ashamed of that for a while. But you know, now at this point, I'm like nothing I learned in high school is useful at all actually in what relevant. I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> actually relevant. So the fact that you got your career jump started, that yeah. that matters a lot more to you than something like a high school diploma. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because I, I learned so much. I started my business at 18 and I'm 21 now and yep. I'm learning so much and I've, I've made you know mistakes in business. And I'm yeah. like, I, I think that's really awesome. I, I, I'll make a, just a quick side point about education yeah. because I think right now what we're seeing, so I, I, I go to university, right? Okay. I'm second year York University student studying psychology. Oh, interesting. Psychology is a tough, rigid field, so I do need university academic experience for that. However, however, I'm starting to think that in general, in North American society or British society, whatever it might be, that I I think this idea that you're only valuable if you have a university degree is 
really not the greatest thing to be selling to kids. It's kind of outdated. It's very outdated. Yeah. Um, not just that, because, well, it's it's not just outdated, it's also, just because you have a university degree doesn't necessarily guarantee that you are top-level intellectual. There are a lot of degrees out there that are just sort of, mm, I don't know what the right word is. Uh, my high school friends would call them spew. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, but, and that's not to insult anyone, obviously, right. but just this, this notion that you absolutely need high education to succeed, so untrue. You get yeah. started in your own business and entrepreneurship and you get that stuff going, like that's that's going to be infinitely more valuable to you than something like education. And once again, it depends on the field you're going into. You're going into yeah. hard sciences, I wouldn't recommend starting a small business, but yeah. yeah. Of course. And I mean, how many people do we see now and today, day and age, that have their degrees and yeah, and it's get not getting job, them anywhere. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So, of course, it's very subjective to what you want to do with your life. But um, for me, I always knew I, I I'm not gonna you know go to college or university for um, anything to uh, yeah. Or you just sit there and take notes. I don't things. know. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've always been all over the place. I don't so, blame you. <laughs> yeah. So, but I am in school now. But I'm in school right. for for um, perinatal education and labor and postpartum doula so oh wow it's a little bit different but in my mind it completely ties in my boxing yeah that business. Right, right. and it, it i for me it's just it works um and i'm tandem. sure you're at an institution you enjoy oh yeah i yeah. i absolutely love it. this is the first time in my life that i enjoyed school <laughs> it's it's crazy to me but i'm right. actually learning something that i I've been wanting to learn and I'm enjoying learning. It's yeah. like wild. It's that makes crazy. that makes such a difference and a lot a lot of kids don't realize it because I, I do think education is important, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Higher education and the subjectivity of it we, we just discussed. But I, a lot of kids who get turned off by high school, high schools that really suck at giving a kid what they want. Yeah. I, I wish they could see that if they were trying to go into a career like mine, the university really lets you choose what you actually want to learn. Yeah. Because in high school you don't get much of a choice, especially in religious schools. I, I went to a Wonderful religious day of school yeah, called Yeshiva or Chaim. Yeah. Yeshiva. Uh -huh. um, and there were some academic choices, but mostly it was one or the other. Uh, but once you get to university, you really get to choose your own path selectively of education. Yeah. So people who are trying to pursue higher methods, don't don't give up just because of the horrible experiences you have in high school. You right. Know? And I know that right. sounds like a little bit of a paradoxical message from what I just said, but yeah. we're trying to isolate different types of careers, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, which is why I absolutely love going to school now. I, I chose yeah. it for myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So, um, yeah. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I was. Did we? Did we get too tangential from your story? You start. So you. Yeah. Were, what was I saying? <laughs> so so you're 18. You're you're you don't have pads yet. You're working on yeah. more clients. So. I'm skipping school, right. um, I'm training clients, and I'm loving it, and then my parents find out that I'm not showing up to school, and I'm like, you know what, yeah, you guys, you're right, I really just gotta, like, double down, finish this high school, so, between fights, and, oh, I didn't get to that part, by the time, so what, I'm, yeah, right, <laughs> ah, I'll move with. That's okay. it's <laughs> so, a communal conversation, don't worry, not a rigid format, I love it, I'm a little ADHD, you can't tell, so don't worry it's, gonna about be, it. it's gonna be a little, over we all are, we all own iPhones, yeah, that's true. The, you know, the Vine... Uh, oh, God, we're Vine, the Vine like, generation. Yeah, we're the Vine generation, and the, our what, attention span yeah. is like six When seven seconds, seconds became comedy, we just... Yeah, they're, that's they're, it. Yeah. It totally shaped the way that we, like, think. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyways. Um, I, I started working. Joined this new gym. Within a month, they get me a fight. Um, I'm supporting myself so I can do what I want. 
thankfully this fight falls out on a Thursday, so my father is able to attend. Um, and and this is your first. This is like, my first wow. competition. My first competition. Um, it was the best day of my life. <laughs> it was. That's awesome. Everything led. Everything that led up to it. The way that I prepared for it. Um, I don't know if you know about law of attraction. Vaguely. It's the idea that you can you put something out into the universe um kind of like manifestation right and i did just that i i manifested that fight like every every round of it um i trained so hard and ev that everything that felt like out. everything was lining up. everything played yeah. out perfectly that night That's awesome. and um I won the fight. It was amazing. My dad was there. It was, oh, it was the best. It was the best. So, and my dad loves it. He, he's like such a, my biggest fan. He screams. Like he's, my dad's like a rabbi. I, my fight name is the rabbi's daughter. So, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I know your dad vaguely. He's got the long yeah, beard and everything. Yeah, he's got the long like, beard. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, very um, observant, mm -hmm. orthodox Jew. Uh, and when he when he comes to my fights, he's screaming. He'll cut loose, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and awesome. everyone loves it too because it's cool to see like a rabbi yeah. just screaming like, Get him! Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's great. Right. Um, so so yeah, so I started fighting. I was eighteen, started my business, and I graduated high school. It was a great great time, great year, and that's when the, I got the ball rolling. I started um, I picking up more more uh, clients, and I ended up doing. A program for a local Jewish girls, girls school here. At time, I did like a, a confidence, self defense slash boxing program really? for the girls. They, they do that. So they did. We did a ten week program with them. That's awesome. Um, and it was all about it was all about empowerment. And it, this is for the like young girls. It was an elementary school. So, um, that for me was very. It, it showed me. It gave me an idea of where I want to go with this. And it showed me like right. how powerful it can be. Well, because that, that probably stepped out of your general range of working with other adults. Yeah. Now you're seeing kids and the impact it can have, right? Yeah, because at that point, my my main client was kind of like 40-ish year old oh. Jewish mom. So like, that's definitely a, yeah, definitely a gap. There. Which I absolutely love. Right, Though, yeah. you know, that demographic is my favorite demographic to teach because mm -hmm. can you imagine like, a, you know, a Jewish mom She's busy. She has her kids. She takes an hour out of her day to just punch the crap out of her. <laughs> Can you imagine? And, and I'm, it, I'm trying to put my mom in that, yeah. in that image. Like. And then it just, and what comes with that is just a release. You know, she, she'll tell me about what's going on. She'll tell me about her right. day. You know, and with that, you know, I've heard so many, like these women oh, will just talk. Yeah. Sometimes I hear things that even their husbands don't know, you know? So I, well, I hear yeah. everything. I would assume at the same time you're, you're, um, you're expositing physical, uh, energy, yeah. like mental energy will also come with that. Exactly. Like those things kind of tie together. It's why yeah. like working out is so important right, for your mental right. health because, um, you're releasing aggression, you're releasing energy, mm -hmm. pent up, you know, stress. It's, it's so important. So. Yeah. If you can imagine like punching all that stress out, right. it's very healthy. <laughs> so, so yeah, but with teaching these girls, I, it just showed me that this is like really powerful, right? you know, and just like Sensei Miriam put me on the path that I'm on, who knows, like I can put one of these girls on a path where 
they have the confidence to defend themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're ever in a situation where they need to do that, or they just have confidence. They're right. just a confident girl, which like is so <laughs> needed. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure for you, you don't need to see numbers. You don't need to see stats. Like even if you just impacted one person, that makes the world a difference, that's right? Exactly. It. That's that's exactly how that's it. how I viewed a lot of my so. Um, uh, I guess just a, just a little bit about me. Yeah, I mean, go people, ahead. People, people mostly know this if they're listening to the show. Um, but uh, I, I psychology didn't come from nowhere. Okay. Um, I have a, I have a bit of a background in fun life struggles. Uh, let's okay. Just, let's just put it that way. Um, and uh, this one th- something I'm 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 still very proud of that I was able to do was in in grade twelve. And you can find something to look up my name. I gave a speech on Bell Let's Talk Mental yep. Health Day to my entire high school. Mm-hmm about uh my experiences my dad's experiences i lost him to suicide uh many years ago um and i was able to i talked a lot about really really deep personal stuff yeah but in my mind it was like there's no shame in this because if i even change one person's view as in like oh other people have gone through something like what i'm going through yeah let me go and talk to people and get the help that i need yeah i don't need to see numbers you know i don't need to see have all the people come up to me and say oh i changed my life right even like intrinsically even if one person shifts their their whole perspective that's that's my goal and i'm, I'm assuming that's that's something that transfers to what you're doing 100 percent. yeah um really like first of all that's amazing <laughs> i strive to have that level of openness yeah. and like confidence because of course you know, everyone's gone through struggles, some yeah. more than others. But I, I learned that honestly, the so, and this, this came to me a little later in life. But if 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 there was anyone who was to shame me uh, or or think differently on me, not worth my time. Right. I, I've learned yeah. I've learned pretty easily that people who I don't know, don't, their opinions don't really matter to yeah. me. Yeah. Like my family, my friends, my community; those are opinions that matter to me. But yeah. people that don't really know me and are just going to insult me or shame me for something I do. Why should it affect me? I don't know you. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting you say that because that's something that I'm recently kind of learning. Ah. I've always been very, um, very like worried about what other people think right. of me. Even my family, my friends, you know, um, and that's definitely affected me. But I, I wish I, I strive to be at that level. <laughs> it's hard. To where it's, I it's, can... It was a hard mindset to switch. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of confidence building work, but eventually yeah. I sort of just embraced myself as this weird Lego this, collecting this guy, which I like, love. Right? Yeah. I, but in high school, I used to be like, "Oh my god, I'm, who collects Legos for ten year olds?" Right. And then I decided, "Oh wait, all my real friends don't care. Yeah. Those are the opinions that matter to me, so I'm just going to be myself." You see my Instagram story? I'm yeah. very much myself all yeah, the time, yeah, right? Yeah, which is great. Yeah. We need more of that, you know? Yeah, that's that's I I don't know. I, I think that's really important. It's an important step for people to take that. Really, the only opinions that should matter of is you of yourself. That's yeah. the big one. Yeah. Friends, family, you know, community. Community. Sometimes, to sometimes degree, not because to yeah, a yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we do come from a, a very an orthodox community. Yes, and we are different. I'm not orthodox. You are, right? Yeah, Correct yeah. Uh, I, I, I. Uh, it's funny. I actually went through sort of the same straight away through from ages twelve to. Maybe late okay. eighteen. I was very anti-religion. I was. I completely swung away from it. Um, I, uh, mostly because of, ironically, you bring up Aids Climb, the treatment yeah. I received as a student of the Aids Climb. Um, I talked about this extensively in another episode with my friend Ezra, um, and anything that I said, I don't want to slam Aids Climb as an institution because right. this is something I experienced. I don't want to say that it's ever, what everyone experienced. And what you're saying for the record actually is really progressive on the part of the school. Yeah, um, it is. Which is really interesting just considering the sort of stuff I heard. I mean, my, yeah. my grade seven rabbi is the one who said to my class, yeah. 
not all terrorists are Muslims, but all Muslims are terrorists. That is something Jeez. I heard in grade seven of elementary school at Eitzchayim. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever works anymore. <laughs> but, um, uh, Hopefully not. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I hope not. Um, but the, uh, the point I was trying to get to was that Your journey. my yeah my my journey through religion I I, I really was completely de- detached from the concept I absolutely hated rules I didn't yeah. think there was a god I was yeah. really I it was this sort of anti um, authority rebellion I guess yeah. I didn't like being told what to do I was a kid didn't have a male role model you know growing yeah. up and I, I was like trying to figure out what what the hell to do with my life uh, but later through some amazing experiences in high school through some really good rabbis and then sort of a self-discovery of what my my own identity is outside of religion made it Very a lot important. easier to build an identity within religion. I became more comfortable with the concept of God, with the concept of orthodoxy, right. and I came sort of back to it, I'd say like towards the end of grade 12, but really most of my progression came in my first year of university. Oh, wow. Um, it's really, it was really interesting. So a lot of people worry, I'm sure you've heard this, that, that when you send an orthodox or even a... Uh, minorly, someone who's less observant, Jew, into a, uni- a secular university with 50 gazillion other cultures, they're going to lose their orthodoxy, they're going to go off the derech, which I hate, I, I hate that, that, that term. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, derech is um, path in Hebrew, path, yes. so it means go off the path of religion, yeah. but it's so, I, I had the complete opposite experience. Yeah. I went there, I was, I was pretty strong in my Jewish identity, at that point, wasn't keeping Shabbat, wasn't even keeping kosher. Wow. This is September of 2019. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And I went there, and I wore my kippah and tzitzit every day. It was very important to me. Um, and I'm on a campus of a lot of different cultures. Hindus, Muslims, Indians, Christians. Never, if anything, that actually really, really helped me have the most amazing university experience I've ever had. Because I got to have conversations with people all across the spectrum of different you know, races, religions, creeds, doesn't, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, we talked to, uh, like I would talk to people about my faith, their faith, the differences. And people just tend to respect you. If you're a nice person, 100%. I find, and and yeah. and, and with with the, the keep on CC, I felt a little bit of an extra responsibility to represent, to represent. an entire people yeah. in being nice and how I and how I treated others, and it was great, and it actually that really inspired me to keep more uh, laws and rules because I felt like, well, if I'm representing a whole people here, might as well actually practice it more in my own life because wow. it was goals that I wanted to reach eventually. Yeah, um, and then we and I. I Made some really really fun, cool Orthodox friends, which definitely helped a lot. Because yes. in high in high school, it was kind of cool to break religion. Um, right, right. But you know, just surrounding myself with the right influences, and ultimately, I, I came back to it, which I've been absolutely loving. So wow, yeah. that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's you know, identify with what you said about like loving your your Jewish identity and having your people yeah, in CT. Right. For the record, to... no no one should be shamed for for lesser lesser levels of observance. I've of always course. been so against that. Yeah. Um and and for the record, I mean that's uh, I'm I, we're I, I'm come from Chabad background, so do yeah, you. so do I. It's, yeah. it's funny because the message of Chabad is like we celebrate what you do as opposed to shame what you don't do. Yeah. But you find the di- the standards are different. That applies to people who are outside the Chabad. Community. I was about to say that within the Chabad community, it's different. Yeah, it gets very different. And, yeah. and also from what I've heard from my my female friends, for girls the standards are really really tough. I had a very hard time. Yeah. From the age of twelve, actually. Right. Um. Stepping outside of that box in any form is like it, yeah, and for yeah. me, stepping outside of that box, you know what it was? It was just my skirt coming up above my knee. Oh, heaven forbid! And that was it. <laughs> and that did it. That did it. You know, um, right. a lot of the parents of my friends were like, "All right, you can't hang out. You can't hang out anymore because you're a bad influence." And 
That traumatized me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, what do they think is going to happen? Are you yeah. going to, by shaming you, are you going to be like, oh, right, I will totally change my ways now. And no. I'm 12 years old. Yeah, right? You know, like. <laughs> a 12 year old should be under that intense scrutiny. You should be building, like a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or boxing. Or boxing. <laughs> or boxing, right. Yeah. So, Don't want a false, false dichotomy there. But, um, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely interesting. It is, yeah. Well, when you're in the community, it's very different from the outreach that goes on. For sure. But I think it's very beautiful what they do, um, trying to get Jewish people to connect with their Jewish identity and um, passing out Shabbat candles. I love yeah, doing that. No as question. A young and girl. we're not bashing Chabad. Not at all. We're just talking about specific you know, sects of people that seem to not always practice what they preach. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, as I, I did have a you know a period of time when I was kind of younger and I really hated. Hated religion. Yep. I was like, I don't want anything, you know. But then as I got older, I I really love my Jewish identity. I think that's yeah, um, that's important. And I I strive to lead like a traditional Jewish life. Yeah. You know, I I I have a tattoo, a high tattoo. Right. You know? yeah. It's very <laughs> against the rules, but it's like a Jewish. You know. You're just as Jewish as I am. Like exactly. It, like observances is not. People who discriminate on that stuff really are wasting their time, I think. Okay, um, yeah. so I just have a quick mid-break sponsored shout-out. Um, so in addition to EV Direct, this week's episode of the Communal Conversation is sponsored by our good friends over at Custom by Shara. Looking for a gift to give your friend, family, or significant other? Want something unique and personalized for any occasion? Custom by Shara delivers custom, complex, hand-drawn portraits of anyone and everyone at affordable costs. Check out at Custom by Shara on Instagram to place your order and tell them we sent you. Once again, check out at... Custom by Shara on Instagram to order your custom portrait today. Sorry, I didn't mean to randomly assault you with that. I just like to have the guests through the thing with me. I need to figure out a better system for that than just randomly pointing at people. Uh, <laughs> I had like a, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, although I, I will say, um, I don't know, two clipboards, a little much. Maybe much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, this one says Chaya on it. I don't know oh, why. Yeah? Really? I don't know why. It is a very common name. We That's definitely from. true. I have, a, yes. I have I have a good friend named Chaya. Um, I'm, I'm me so. too. I mean, like, I <laughs> right. we all. <laughs> yeah, so okay. it's a very popular yeah. name. All right, so we've talked very interesting about our, our, our personal journeys here. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, your this the actual physical stuff you do, I find fascinating because I know nothing about that world. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm six foot underweight. My arms are the size of toothpicks. Like I've never really been into the physical stuff. Uh -huh. I hope to, it's, it's a goal that I want to strive towards. Yeah. I just have trouble building motivation for, for me to work out and do important things. Cause honestly, like I sort of float through life as a status quo. Like I'm doing fine. What do I need yeah. to do this extra stuff if it for? Ain't broke, don't but fix I, it. exactly. But I'm sure if I, but, and I've had some other priorities in my life, fixing some yeah. chemical imbalances. Of course, yeah. But if I'm being honest, I do kind of hope for the day where it clicks that, or not even just hope, because you can't just sit around and hope. I I do want to work towards the day where it's like, okay, this is important to me. Yeah. Like, the physical health is just as important to me as something like mental health or yeah. my hobbies, right? Well, um, physical health really does tie, tie into your mental health. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, we know this. Yeah. Like, this, yeah. Is, uh, this is not new. And I, I, I've seen, you know, personally from clients how they have been able to completely shift their lives, change their lives physical activity getting into a routine of working out you know two to three times a week um it's helped so many people push through difficult times in their lives no um divorces breakups like just you, whatever. <laughs> you and you hear all of it like i hear it all <laughs> right. I, I i go through it all with them and um i in some ways i almost feel like a therapist because 
you know. No, that's that's valid. I, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Because I I hold space for my clients. Like my clients come in, or I go to them, and I'm, I direct them. I tell them what to do, and then once they get into like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Then the conversation starts. Right. They tell me what's going on. Um, Therapy and I, is emotional output, so that yeah. happens through physical too. Yeah, and I just I listen. I I you know sometimes I, I'll say you know suggestions, but that's not my that's really not my right. job. Um, but it helps. It's like mental health and and physical health are just you got to put them together. Yep. I think that eventually you'll you'll probably find a, a a time in life where or an opportunity in life where you'll um, maybe find a sport that you like or an activity that you like to do. And you might, you might feel it. You might. You I know, really hope so. It might make a difference. <laughs> I, I, I really do hope so. I, I, I strayed away from sports in yeah. high school and elementary school. And honestly, I don't know how much you can tie the two together. Maybe not having a male role model with dad in the house did something Possibly. to affect that. I don't know. It's not something like I don't blame anything. Like, yeah. yeah like it, it's not something I'm, I'm not looking for a cause for that. But um, I, yeah, I, I, I hope at some point that my physicality uh, becomes more important to me. I guess. Yeah. Then, then just like the, the standard floating through life, like, oh, I'm fine. Who cares? Yeah. Um, a lot of people do that until you wake up one day and you're like 45. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. okay. All right. That, yeah. I, I'm not going to be in school for like 10 years. So that might, that may, that might as well happen. Yeah. Um, interesting. So, so you, so actually I was, I was going to ask you this because, um, I, I had a friend on my third episode of the podcast, my good friend, Ellie Avitel. So he's very into biohacking. He's very into eating very specific foods. Okay. Yeah. Um, he wears these, uh, red, uh, these red sunglasses that block out blue light. The yep. second the sun goes down, yep. he wears them all the time. He is, he's one of my favorite people in the world. He's crazy, super healthy, nutritious, and he works out a lot. That's really important to him. Yeah. And he's not the only one. I, I have a lot of friends that work out that seem to be discovering fitness. I will say fairly recently. Okay. Do, do you think... There has been some sort of movement toward more fitness in oh the past five, goodness. six years? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But you said five, six years. I'm thinking like pandemic. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. You know what? Like, Actually, you know, that's more relevant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, gyms are closed. Mm. Be- what are you because Doug do? Ford is so smart at yes. walking everything. Taking down. care of your health. <laughs> yeah, clothing aren't essential, okay? That makes sense. I don't even don't, get yeah. me. No, started. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so fitness during pandemic is uh, very important. I don't even know where to start here. I'm just trying to think of. I'm trying to organize my thoughts. Um, no, it's good. It seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of excitable resources. Yeah, yeah. Listen, gyms are closed. What are we gonna do about it? Weather's getting nicer. You have no excuses. There is so much online. So many online resources and. Um, I'm loving this like boost people, you know, I have a client who has completely made, made a full change in her health over this pandemic. She's took, she took the pandemic and made it hers. Wow. She said, we're going to be, you know, I'm stuck inside. I can't do anything. I'm going to work out at least three times a week. I'm going to fix my diet. I'm going to work on my mental health, you know? And, um, you know, some people haven't been able to do that. And it's totally understandable. You're stuck yeah. in your house. Depends like, on the person. Depends yeah. on the person. It depends on your environment. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, some people are stuck in some really toxic environments. Right. Um, but I really, I, I love this, this like um, interest that people have, this new interest in fitness and getting healthy. I think it's possibly inspired by the pandemic. But also you did say over the past five, six years, like 
Because I was thinking, so, like, like a figure, like I don't know. You got to tell me if I'm wrong here, because this is your the, your world. Um, but um, I feel like a figure like Joe Rogan, who yeah. who is really prominent in yeah. culture and really pro working out, talks about it on most of his episodes. Yeah. And really, I and and he's not the only figure up there that that stresses the sort of important stuff. I feel yeah. like there has been because of the internet a, more of a cultural mm-hmm. shift towards this sort of stuff, right? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Totally. I mean. Um, it obviously depends on who you like watch and who you're influenced right. by, but lots of people are are um, positively like influencing when it comes to taking care of your health. And um, I love Joe Rogan, by the way. Yeah, no, me too. That's why that's why I bring him up. And, yeah. and he's so he's he's I think he's the most prominent broadcaster in yeah. the world. Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry, a podcaster in the world. Yeah. He's up there somewhere. Um, so just because of his his large audience. The fact that he can put something like that out, and it seems like a lot of people really do take to that message. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I'm just thinking also, like, maybe it's the people that you're around that you're noticing are taking, like, an interest in fitness. But it might be because I think, like, guys around, once they hit a certain age, like, some of them kind of like to get into, like, working out and fitness. Early life crisis. Not really, (laughs) though. Like, more of, like, you know... Maybe it's like a body image thing or just I want to be a, like a healthy person. But okay. I feel like like some young people, sometimes in girls too, but I think like a lot of guys too. Because my brother, my brother is 18 now, right. 17 or 18. And I noticed when he was like 16, 17, he started getting into like doing the curls, <laughs> you know, and the shoulder presses and everything. Right. Um, I think that maybe the people that you're around, like around around that age group start to really get into fitness i don't know like you i know, think you're i think you're right actually yeah it does it does seem to be a a, a new modicum of, of people's personalities once you hit like 18 to 20 yeah or, yeah or like after 21. high school like you know like, yeah it's really post high school because high school yeah. you you've got enough you got hormones sports. and things to deal with in your brain and um you know not everyone can afford gym equipment yeah People are a little bit intimidated when you're in high school going exactly. to the big gyms, but exactly. it does seem like like post that like definitely university, and a lot of universities have great gyms and resources to encourage that sort of exactly. stuff. Exactly, so, that, that's what yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I have an incredible story. One of my one of my good friends, um, I won't mention him by name, but he's he's definitely listening. Yeah. Um, known this guy since I was uh, five, four. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, he's had serious blood clotting issues for, mm-hmm. for years. Uh, he's been in and out of the hospital. He's had to take transfusions all the time. It's been, it's been really, really tough on him. And like, you know, as, as, as a really close friend of his, it's always tough to watch. And yeah, of but recently I would say over the past year and a half, I think it started a little bit before the pandemic, he started working out. He built a gym in his basement. Mm-hmm. He has not had to have a single hospital appointment since, yeah. which is incredible. He has completely transformed how his entire physiology works. Yeah. To the point where the issue that he's been having for years, absolutely, barely relevant. Absolutely, I, I believe it. Yeah, I've seen it. I, right, there's so many stories like you know, that. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important to move, even if you're if you're not even if you're not overweight, even if you don't want to get big, and you know, right. Um, it's just important to move. Yeah. You gotta move your body. Yeah. Like, and, and again, like there's no excuse. Yeah, you know, but. You can do there's there's so many resources yeah and that also actually honestly that makes me question i'm going into a very western medicine field yeah right yeah and as much as we all love western medicine it doesn't account for everything right there are there are shortcomings to western medicine um and i don't know i'm wondering how how this could be applied as a treatment because some someone like like my friend yeah 
where they tried so many different pills and injections and, and treatments, but really it was his own initiative taking on his physical health that ended up solving the issue. I mean, how do you even implement that? Did they, did they never suggest to exercise? Good question. I don't think it was heavily encouraged as far as I know. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy because, right. um, a little bit of exercise can just yeah, fix, yeah. <laughs> fix a lot of things. A, I mean, a, yeah. of course, not taken away from if you know if you need to take medicine, take your medicine. But, right. But you know, exercise. Yeah. It's just it's just do it. Like, exercise. No, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I'm I'm wondering because considering how many pills I'm going to throw at people or, or, or yeah. have to like at the same time. I don't want. I don't want to knock on antidepressants or or this not sort of at stuff. all. Not certain at all. certain certain pills for anxiety and depression are really dangerous and addictive, and I can't believe they're on the market. Yeah. But there are uh, there are other really powerful stuff that people do need, and I, I don't want to undervalue that. But at the same time, there I, I think the sense of actual self initiative in correcting your problem is really really important. But it's yeah. very hard to encourage when you're in that state. Exactly. One hundred percent. So. Hmm. It's something I want to think more about, and honestly, I would have to I would have to get more into my own physical health before trying to apply that to treatments or others. But yeah, hmm. I mean, I myself have have experienced. I've, I've struggled also with depression and pretty you know severe anxiety. Yeah. In the beginning of the pandemic, when everything shut down, um, I didn't work out. I didn't I didn't wow. want to work out. I didn't want to move. I just want I you know we get up out of bed, eat a nice breakfast, put on a TV show sit around maybe go for a walk Very sedentary. but yeah. working out because for me like i love i love like leaving the house going to the gym it's so it's such a great ritual because you're getting out of your environment um and once you're in the gym you know your body knows all right it's go time right and then right. when you get back into the house it's like okay now we can relax so for me as an athlete that's how it's always been like even in my competing days like um before the pandemic i I would I was so lazy at home right. because I would do all my work outside of the house all my like my road work my uh all my training I never trained in the house yep. and the house was time to sit down and do nothing like for the record people are having that issue with online school where yeah. you're, you go to school your brain goes to campus mode you're like hey I gotta do work here but when everything's at home at the same time your yeah. brain doesn't really know the difference <laughs> yeah it's like how they, they say you're not supposed to do like your homework on your bed because mm -hmm. then you won't be able to fall asleep yep which totally makes sense so and, th and then you associate your bedroom with stress and your bedroom should not be associated with stress exactly exactly so um, so yeah, I, I, I wasn't working out for months. I mean, maybe once in a while I'd get a workout in, but I felt the physical change in my body. But like, most importantly, I felt my mental health completely go down. Right. Um, and it wasn't until probably until the weathers, uh, started getting warmer last, last summer. Yeah. So like, um, like May, yeah, April. That's of. when I started getting out, doing workouts outside. I noticed a complete shift in my mental health. Right. I can't even begin to like explain to you how my depression like went away. And I, I was doing I was doing other things. I I think it's very important to um, take vitamin D uh, for your brain. For, you know. Oh yeah, for, most Canadians like, are very de deficient, deficient on yeah. vitamin D, right? Um, but I I decided to take a strict like um, routine of I'm going to take my vitamin C, vitamin D, my zinc as part of other things that I'm taking. Right. Um, and I started exercising every day, doing my workouts, and oh my God, I felt so, like I was on a roll for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't feel a, a depression come in for like 
not until recently actually when they locked down when again. They locked down again. Yeah, that's when I felt it. I, I had like a week where I was like, I just. Because it feels like because it feels like this is never ending. It's, like, it's because, exhausting. Because every time the politicians promise this is the last time, it's never the last time. This is it's never the last time, and it's only going to get worse, you guys. This is why I'm a it's libertarian. It's not going to get better. Yeah, this, <laughs> is, this is why I'm a libertarian. Don't trust politicians. It's just a bad idea. No. Don't, don't put your put your faith in people you actually know and trust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, when it comes to health, you got to take care of your health. For That's sure. the most yeah. important thing. You know, you want to be locked down and scared. Um, of getting sick like that's one thing but take care of yourself of course yeah you know there are things you can do within the confines of being locked down if you're someone who wants to play it safe obviously there's no shame in that yeah but but to to think that that should define your entire lifestyle and every action should be defined by fear that's the way to live a really not fun life <laughs> and living in fear is it's just it's gonna kill you of course. <laughs> it's no, like it actually how... makes you age faster yeah. for the record yeah. um there's there is there is this is this is Totally, maybe on a different topic, but yeah. um, I, I do think there is this factor in the career that you work in and the people you're surrounded by, the energy you exposit that will keep you younger. Because yeah. people who stress out more, who uh, have certain issues or stuck in really traumatic, awful environments, yeah. I mean, they do get gray faster. Like like my, mm -hmm. my, my, my therapist, my, my amazing therapist who changed my life uh, towards the end of 2020, early 2021, um, she really kept telling me like, Yosef, you're going to give yourself gray hair. It's like, yeah. really, you're worrying about way too much. Um, and one of my favorite examples of this is my, my comic book store owner. Yeah. So, you know, I'm big into this sort of stuff. Um, there's a store called Cyber City Comics right around the corner from yeah. here. Yeah. I go there every week. I'm the weekly customer. Yeah. yeah. The store owner is basically like my, my surrogate dad at That's this point. That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> um, he's, he's in his 50s, I believe. Looks like he's 32. Looks like yeah. he's 30. Because he is Why? in like... What does he do? He, so he sells comic books. He goes to comic book conventions. He's talking to young people all the yeah. time. And he's yeah. like very, you know, you, some would say immature, more blasé right. sort of right. stuff. So I do actually think it's kept him young. And he believes it wow. too. You Like there's not a single... He's he's really... He's awesome. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Um, living his best life. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and, and more so to what you're doing and yeah. what people can do in terms of their physicality and keep upkeeping their mental health. I think yeah. that is something you will actually see with people, right? Totally. Possibly transform. Well, absolutely. Um, I've seen amazing transformations with my clients. You know, weight loss, but not just that. There's so much more. Uh, just you come, you come to life again when, when right. you're... You actually love yourself. You love your body for what it can do. Yeah. Um, and you're confident and your brain is just leveled. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely, yeah, if you, in my field of fitness, for sure, it'll, it'll keep you young. Yeah. In the field of boxing, I, I can't say that. No, it'll age you much quicker. Really? Yeah. Boxing is extremely detrimental on the brain. Um, so that, so that I actually, I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring that up or not, because yeah. I did study that in my psychology courses, the, yeah. the type of brain damage that can happen during boxing. So maybe you yeah, want to speak absolutely. a little on that. I'm curious. Um, I, I've been sparring since I was 16 pretty frequently. Right. Um, I don't even think you ever specified. You're 21 now? 21 now. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're a year older. Um, at my old gym, there was a period of time where the coach would have us spar three times a week. We'd be wearing headgear, but... Um, the headgear still bashes into your head. Headgear <laughs> is yeah. a little bit... Yeah, it's kind of controversial because it protects your face from cuts. 
Um, but does it protect you from the effects of a punch to the head? Totally jo- your brain's going to jostle no matter what you put around it, unless you're yeah. back in bubble wrap, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I've, I'm 21, and I can tell you that I feel the effects of getting hit in the head for that. And, and I've gone through quite a few concussions. Um, it's bad. It's, it's, you know, and the things that we know now, I think the research for concussion research right now is, it's amazing what we've discovered. Uh, we didn't know this stuff, what, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. You see it a lot in no. football players too. That's, that Absolutely. seems to be where the bulk of science is coming from in terms of yeah. brain jostling. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and because of football, I mean, they've been doing research, um, on the football players who right. concussion. So, um, concussions. Yeah. So. I've, I've definitely felt the effects. I think my, my speech has been affected. Um, I can't think of like what I'm going to say word. It's very hard for me to think of like words I'm going to say next. I used to be like a great speaker. I could talk a whole conversation. Now at this point, I have a very hard time, um, thinking of like how I'm going to speak. <laughs> it's like, I don't you, know. You lost a little bit of the inner Ben Shapiro of the 50 word per minute sort of thing. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen so many fighters. I, I've been in this industry since I was 15. I've been around so many fighters and I've seen over like the years, just fighters, like their speech Aye. just go down. Um, it's really, it's not good. It's not good. Boxing? Is there any form of remedy for that? No. Is, is really, yeah. No, like, I mean, boxing is not, if you want to get into box, like, I'm not saying, listen, I teach boxing. That's yeah. what I do. Um, I don't get my clients to spar. I don't, there's just not contact boxing. And I still think the act of boxing is so great for confidence, for it's great exercise. But I'm talking about the sport of boxing right now. Um, I heard on the, on the Joe Rogan show, I can't remember who was speaking, but they were talking about, oh, I think it was, it was GSB was on. They were talking about how one of, one of these doctors, or one of the big ones, said that now that they they've discovered that even soccer for young kids is is bad really yeah it's bad like even just like think of um you know like bumper cars or stuff like that Mm -hmm. even that stuff is so bad for the brain for for a young person like we used to not think of that stuff as dangerous i didn't until this very moment actually (laughs) yeah but um even like he was saying how like if you take your kid and like move the rock them back and forth on their shoulders like that that's horrible for the brain um so so it can if you can imagine like you know sparring three times a week Mm. getting hit pretty hard in the head uh i've had i've had experiences like that are just like so questionable like why why would i do that you know (laughs) like one time i was like a week before my fight and typically we do all of our all of our sparring like before that sometimes we'll have a spar like one time before the fight, the week, the week of, um, but it's mostly just conditioning. And um, my main coach was out, and he was out of town, so we had our kind of second coach right. um, keeping us, keeping tabs on us. And this was a few days before my fight, and he said, um, "All right, we're going into sparring." And it, it, listen, in amateur boxing, you don't compl- you don't complain, you don't ask questions. Right. You, so you, you, when you're, you're in the gym, right. like you do what you're told, you know, and he had beginners come into the ring, just beginner guys that 
that you know walked into the gym with people who hadn't been training for very long and that's that's who you don't want to spar. like if i'm going to spar a guy who's much heavier than me Mm -hmm. i would much rather spar um a level-headed professional fighter who knows what he's doing um rather than a beginner who doesn't know what he's doing and that's because obviously um somebody who knows what they're doing can um remain calm and collected and you know calculated so Mm. i was put in with this kid who was like 200 pounds um you know had only been boxing for a week and you know this coach put me i was like what is what is he doing you know put me in with him i didn't ask any questions the kid threw a hard right hand at my head i felt my knees buckle saw stars i knew at the moment i'm like that's it all right that's a concussion for sure um and yeah and you know i i told people and people were just like oh that's that's kind of not good and there was only one other female coach actually who was like i really don't think you should fight this week Mm. um but otherwise people were just like all right you know walk it off like it's there and you know what not to say that there isn't coaches and people who are putting in real work for like concussion prevention or or um i can't i don't know the actual term for it but there's these really great coaches that come in and do um like brain exercises with fighters really yeah so they're in the gym they're doing their workout but then also another coach comes in and does all this like cognitive um like brain stuff with them so like that actually Things. that makes a lot of sense because the, I, I mean there, there is ways to keep the, the brain more neat and tidy in yeah. addition to doing stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, and like I've never done that stuff, but right. man, that would have been so great when I was younger, <laughs> right. like training. Yeah. Did you end up doing that fight? I did fight. I did fight. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't remember what. I can't remember. Yeah, and I, I've had a few concussions. Um, I. I, you just can't do anything like you you know yeah. you gotta lie in bed and do nothing you can't really watch tv or anything but like oh once i for one concussion i got um gsp's book and i read it and i just remember it being an amazing book and how much it inspired me but i couldn't tell you one thing <laughs> from the book i couldn't tell you you anything. got the feelings but you don't have the semantics. i don't have i i yeah. can't remember one thing from that book wow. but yeah like that's that's actually that's Straight out my worst fear in life. This is yeah. what this is why I I never get hard drunk or touch any hard drugs because yeah. my my worst fear is being on autopilot and then yeah. not remembering things that I do. Yeah. Because uh, I kind of like to know the things that I do. <laughs> I kind of like yeah. I kind of like to remember and keep track of things. Like recently, I've been having times where my sister or my friends will tell me things that happened years ago. Yeah. And then I don't actually like remember a single detail, and I'm like. What? Why do I not remember? It's, obviously, it's because it's been a while. Yeah, but yeah. I don't like that feeling. Okay. I really don't like that feeling. I See, really like knowing things. That happens to me a lot. Yeah, that's right. me a lot. It's like it does worry me. So I don't know if I if I'm gonna box again. I don't that, know. I so don't that know. was actually so that was my my follow up question. Yeah. Is, do you see your your future career? I really want to. <laughs> like I can't wait till things open up again and that I can box again. But it does worry me because. Um, I do, I want a, a long career and, um, you know, back when I was training at my old gym, there was a guy, his name was Greg. He was an amazing young fighter. Amazing. One of the best in the gym and everyone admired him. He moved so nicely. He won every fight. Cool. And then one day he just left. 
we were like, why'd you leave? Like, and he said, um, I, I want to, I, I want to preserve my, my head and I want to go to school. And everyone thought he was so stupid. Everyone was like, what? You're a great fighter. And he was like, what's now. wrong with you? <laughs> but now I'm like, yeah. I totally get it because you're young and we know so much more now about the brain. Is it really worth it? Like, and, and especially professional fighting as a female, you get paid nothing. Right. You get no television time. Like, mm. you know, so it's not all guts and is it really like, I, I can't even begin to describe to you like the feeling of fighting because it's amazing and it's not, it's like nothing you'll ever experience. Yeah. So it is something that I'll have to like really think about. Because of course I would love to fight again. I would love to get back into fight shape. There's nothing like yeah. it. Um, but it seems like that's a genuine, ironically, wrestling with that question in your head. Yeah, head. I guess you just got to get really good at moving your head and defense. You don't get hit, but like who's really not going to get hit? You yeah. know, like unless you're the best. At some point, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure out if even if the thing that makes you the most happy is it is it the exact right thing for your life, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't say it makes me the most happy because I really right. feel fulfilled teaching. Teaching, okay. I yeah. feel yeah. so like you know I'm so young, but. I'll be walking back from a client's house and I'll just feel so good. Like, you did something, yeah. Like you, I did you, something. Yeah. I, I helped her day. That's uh, awesome. She feels great about herself now, and she feels powerful and confident. She yeah. can take on her day now. Like that makes me feel so good. Yeah, you feel fulfilled. Yeah, you did something really good. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's funny actually. You mentioned the this this dichotomy between the thing that you enjoy the most that might not necessarily be the greatest choice for your life. I, I faced that a little, definitely not to the same extent. Yeah. Um, but in high school, so through all, I'm, I'm a big uh, fan of films. I yeah. love films. Um, in fact, our mutual friend, don't worry, I'll be coming here yeah, to watch a movie him. tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so, really big. I, I, I have a, an app that I keep track of all my films. Like, I, I rate stars over oh, like wow. 600 movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm very intense with that stuff. Um, and I wanted to do it as a career because film is awesome. Um, I love the feeling of being behind the camera, I also like being in front. Yeah. Of the camera. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I really, really wanted to pursue that. However, it sort of dawned on me that this is not to knock anyone in the film industry, yeah. but it's not always the most stable, smart career right. plan to jump into. Right. I wish the Jews were in Hollywood, it would make my life a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, we do not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an automatic shoe in. Um, so I uh, really, I, had, I applied to all my universities in film. Yeah. And my my mom, who's amazing and supportive of everything that I do, she was like, yeah, you should do the career you want to do. That's great. But I came to the consulate and I was like, okay, I really like film. I really like psychology. Psychology is definitely a lot more fruitful as a career. So even though film may be my intrinsic ultimate passion, I think if I put my, my eggs in the psychology basket, it will be far better off for me. Yeah. And that ended up being the right decision for me, and I really love psychology. And I don't, I, I don't sit here every day thinking like, oh man, I wish I went into film. Yeah. There are a couple times I've said that on some really hard exams, but yeah. <laughs> but that's more hyperbolic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I had to, I had to come to this crossroads of like, what's the thing I really want to do the most, but at the same time is practical for my life. And this is something that it's not just you and I dealing with this. Right. So many people I know are dealing with this exact struggle. Oh, like, yeah. I want to be a YouTuber or an actor, or I want to do this these big glorious things, and. I'm always uh, someone who, who believes that if you have a passion for something, you should pursue it. But I'm also a believer in practicality. Like, the, the, there is a balance, of right? Course. But not to say that you can't do it on no. the side. No, no. Yeah. Which is why, like, listen, I, I'm the same exact way. Um, first of all, I totally love that you're doing what you love to do. Yeah. Um, and is this going to make you the most money in the long run? Hopefully it does. But also, you have your main career. Yeah. Um, you know, sa same thing with me. Like, I love what I do, but is teaching boxing going to be the main living that I make? I don't know, for the life that I want, probably not. So I went to school so that I, I can do, I can have like a 
career, right. um, you know, in the in the birth industry, and um, and then also have a career in the industry that I love. That's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about both, but that's going to be like my money making right. career, and this is going to be what keeps me happy. Hopefully, both. But yeah. you know, you can totally do film. You can totally do the you know the things that you love. I've been trying here and there. I yeah. also I also have. <laughs> I've also, there are times where I've been trying, I tried to make films and I was so terrible at it that it turned me off, but I'm really flipping on that because I was in high school. I can't expect yeah. to be Steven Spielberg, you know? Like, <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. Um, but, you know, people, I, I can't remember who said this, but there's like five things that you need in, in your life. Like you need like your main source of income. You need a hobby that's going to make you money. You need a hobby that's going to keep you healthy. Um, there's like a few more. I can't remember. Right. I just remember those three because that's yeah. what it pertains to me. But right. and I, I've actually been, uh, I've actually wondered a little. I really love psychology. For the record, even though film was something I really wanted to go to, totally happy with my switch to psychology. It's not like fully secondary. I'm very happy with doing that. Yeah. Um, but I've wondered. I've I've actually stopped psychology from being a full hobby sometimes yeah. because yeah. I worry. That if I cross hobby into career and I get sick of my career, I'm going to get sick of my hobby, and I'm totally. never going to want to re-enter that. Yeah. So I, I'm—I mean, I'm always having conversations with people. If you ask me anything about psychology, I can give you an answer straight away. But in terms of my how I spend my own personal time, yeah. usually it's with hobbies outside of psychology. It's, so there's a bit of a distinction because if psychology was everything in my life, I'd probably get sick of it pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Which is like I see you have other hobbies, which is so great yep. for your mental health as well. And yeah. Just keep you going. I, for me, like I, I picked up um guitar over the. That is the great. Musical instrument, that yeah. is really, good stuff. You know how really that, that pushes your brain. It really does. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't grow up playing any instrument. So, um, like, just like you said, like, always keep, you got to keep things going. Yeah. You got to keep your brain stimulated. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really good. And, yeah, I mean, I, I do it a lot with my Lego. I got to say, yeah. so pro Lego therapy. Just, just tr being able to create things. It, I, I think it's made me more creative and imaginative ever since Absolutely, I was a kid. Absolutely, yeah. And it's so relaxing. I can't even, like... My, my, one of my one of my favorite things is that my hobbies, and I think most hobbies, I, I always encourage, I'm a big believer of hobbies, as you can tell, but with, yeah. with people around me. Um, because a lot of people, when the pandemic first started, don't really have those sort of hobbies. Yeah. And I had a lot of people asking me, like, what the hell do I do with my time? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're going to pursue a hobby, I would highly, highly recommend, this is just a general audience, yeah, yeah. don't have screens involved in a hobby. Of course, Bad absolutely. Idea. Bad yeah. idea. Binging Netflix is not a hobby. It's not a hobby. As much as I love to do it. It's going to waste your time. Yeah. You're going to get nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite thing is that Lego, nothing to do with screens. I will shut all my screens off, you know, maybe put some Kanye West in the background, but, yeah. um, and just build Lego. And I'm yeah. actually doing things with my hands and physically, like, it's great. I love it. Also, there is some science that it actually does cognitively help kids yeah. with depression, so that's great. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so very pro hobby and very pro hands-on sort of hobby, like guitar, like Lego, like yeah. whatever it might be. Do you feel that um, during the pandemic you've gotten more into your hobbies or yes. busier yes. with your hobbies? Yes, I would definitely say so. Uh, my bank account would definitely say so. Yeah, uh, so, um, yeah be because I've had so much spare time, I have had a little more time to be in touch with my hobbies, but I actually branched out very creatively. Um, see, with, with, with Lego, I, I won't talk much about no, my, my Lego Go evolution, ahead. but... Um, I, ever since I was a kid, I've always been mostly building things with instructions. You get okay. you get the box, you get the sets, you pour it out, you build with instructions. Yeah. Sometimes I would do my own little stuff, yeah. but really during the pandemic, I started to build my own stuff. 
Yeah. Um, I started this project on my Instagram of building a Lego city. Yeah. yeah. Um, which uh, I'm sure you've probably seen I've here seen, and there. Yeah. yeah. I've seen. And I started designing my own buildings, designing my own ships, designing my own cars, yeah. and that opened up a whole new. Yeah. Like the. Like, this is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the Apple Store, the cinema, and the Wayne Tower, all, all, and yeah. the Chabad House in the middle. Those are all my designs. Oh, yep. Too. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the giant menorah. Um, wow. And so. Instead of just building custom instructions, I really opened up to doing things myself. Yeah. And that was a whole new door to my hobby. And now I love building things myself. Like as yeah. much as instructions are fun, there's there's no there's no better feeling of like I built this building yeah. with my design. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm really proud of that stuff for other people. No, I love that. That's yeah. great. I mean it's just like anything, painting or drawing or music, yeah. you know? I, you just you really wish that this could be career stuff for people, you know. You you, you wish yeah. that we lived in a world where art was sustainable for everyone. And that was, but... it's very hard to make a living oh, yeah. being a creative, um, which sucks for a lot of kids because, mm -hmm. like, I know I knew quite a few kids growing up who just loved music, right? And they're so passionate about it and talented, but talented, talented kids. Yeah. And then you you know you graduate high school and they're like, listen. You're not gonna be able to make a living doing this. You got you gotta choose. Sucks. <laughs> it I really know. sucks. I know. Yeah. But that's just, it's the reality of life. We can't. Yeah. Uh, it can't. Unfortunately, the the fun can't always be the career. But yeah. But, but then you can inject fun into your career. Like absolutely. That's, yeah. Yeah, and I think during during this lockdown, like it's given people time the actual time to get into right. things my dad started playing the cello <laughs> like, <laughs> really like what oh, like, aren't those expensive well i think he rents one but oh, he okay, started right. taking lessons like whoa and cello. yeah huh. but like my point is you know you can see but i've been this is the busiest i've ever been in my life right this, which is this funny because year. because you're legally supposed to be the least busy in but, your life yeah right? but it's just given me you know, the time to, to focus on so many things. I can focus yep. on my school and my hobbies and my business. Me like, too. My, my biggest shift away from mental health issues occurred during this time. Yeah. Because I spent, was spending the most time with myself with a good therapist and I wasn't like going to school. I was constantly alone. Yeah. And I used to hate being alone, honestly. Yeah. I used, yeah. One of my biggest, through, through all of high school and through early university, was like, I could hang out with friends and it would be amazing. I had the greatest time of my life. Second I get home and I'm alone, oh, this sucks. It's just really? me now. So you're very extroverted. I flipped completely though. Okay. Um, yeah. In in early 2021, I started actually liking myself. That's <laughs> I, great. I, I, which, right, right. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it 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 was a big shift, and I started actually enjoying playing time with myself, being okay with not being with friends all the time, yeah. and that occurred honestly. I think without this lockdown, now obviously yeah. no one wants lockdowns, but you can take the good from the bad. Yeah. And I would say that without the situation, I don't think I would have the level of confidence that I have today. Yeah. So it's always good to recognize those yeah, things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's yeah. amazing. That's great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we discussed a lot of topics here. Yes. We were all over the. Board, clipboard um, right. in terms of stuff which is great do you have any closing statements anything you want to shout out anything you want to say um, yeah where can people find you, would you, would you, like you to can be find me on uh, Instagram my business page is Moosey's Boxing and Fitness um, I'm seeing clients virtually the weather is getting nicer so hit me up we can train outside and um, yeah stay active stay active i'll make sure to put her her information in the description of the video and the actual video and the instagram post and all that stuff um so uh speaking of instagram uh please follow the communal conversation, yes, follow the communal on, conversation. on instagram where we're trying to grow with the brand a little and uh, i've been for the record i want to once again thank all my listeners um my three percent 
listening audience in the Netherlands. It's going to grow. And oh, wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, my 3% in the UK. Wow. 18% <laughs> in the US and the rest in Canada. Uh, yeah. Thank you to every single listener. I really appreciate it. I, I love doing this and all the feedback and comments I've been getting is absolutely fantastic. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like the video and subscribe. I got a lot of nice feedback from a little video I did last week on a Star Wars game, and it seems like little videos are something you guys enjoy, so maybe I'll do more of those. Um, if you have any questions for the next episode you want to be, to be uh, addressed by me or my uh, mysterious guest, then leave them in an Instagram DM or in the comments below. And once again, just want to thank the sponsors, EV Direct and Custom by Sharp, for sponsoring the show. Thank you so much for being on, Kyle. Really so much appreciate for it. Thank you for having me. It was great. Awesome. And that closes out the communal conversation, episode seven.